0: You just made the list! Well, the frickin' god! I am 100% certain that I am 0% sure of what I'm going to do. Well, we should make a list. Lists are good. Lists are good. Lists are good. I love you in your face. Hey, best friends. Welcome to Lost in Lists. It's a podcast that loves lists and lists its loves. My name is Dan Connell pasek and I am the host of this podcast. Each week, I invite a guest, and we rank our top five of some category. Now, we mostly won't claim that our rankings are the greatest choices, but we love them, and we will defend them tooth and nail. Enjoy! Hey there, best friend! John Andrus. welcome to Lost in Lists. I'm only inviting John Andres to the episode today.
1: Everyone else turn it off immediately. Thank you for right listening down. to right 3 down.
0: seconds. No, listen to the uh part where I have to talk about Anchor and then you can <laughs> shut it off. <laughs> That's when it counts as a listen. Give me that (laughs) five-cent listen.
1: We need your millions of listens. Keep them coming.
0: Right. John pays for the website and for my email address, (laughs) and really, I should probably reimburse him. Hey, that's a good idea. True story. (laughs) Okay, John. Yeah. I have a book in front of me. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. The book is called (laughs) You're going to laugh when I tell you this. I like books. Okay. You're going to laugh when I tell you the subtitle of this book, but the main (laughs) title is List Yourself. List making. Uh, okay. No, I'm not done. Oh, let me start again. Take two. List yourself. List making as the way to self discovery, a provocative, probing, and personal expedition into your mind, heart, and soul by Aline Segalov and Paul Bob Vilik.
1: I don't like the word probe.
0: <laughs> Why? <laughs> no reason. Yeah, it's not a. It's not a <laughs> no word reason. that is has positive connotations to it. I do like that they made it alliterative, illiter- provocative, probing, and personal. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, John, the reason why I have this book. <laughs> yeah, tell me. Okay, is because sometimes before we start an episode, we say, what are we talking about, Dan? And yeah. I'm like, I don't know, John, we'll figure it out. And you're like, no, we need to have a topic. So I found this book, John. Oh, no. Wait, hold on. It's like just a whole a book of full of lists. Listen, I don't know why I did this. But if you turn the inside cover, I've uh. written Daniel Konopasik, June 29th, 2002. I think that I Whoa, thought that okay. I was going to like use this book as like a way to journal. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Did you ever read the book? No. Okay. But for some okay. reason, for 18 years, the it's on my shelf. The stuck in your name. Well, no, but here's the thing.
1: The name of the book stuck in your head. And then you created a podcast based on that book, it sounds like. Correct, correct. So
0: maybe somewhere deep down, it's with me. I've had this book for 18 years. And keep in mind, I am a purger. I watched Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, and I got rid of a lot of books. But I didn't get rid of this one. (laughs) Okay. So I thought maybe I'll just turn to a random list in the book. It really is just a book of lists? Yeah, like for example, the topic is... Okay. List the ways you make it through a tough business day. Oh, you had a tough business day today, didn't you? No comment. John, what time did you make it to your one o'clock meeting? Hey, <laughs> Just shut up. It's fun when my wife is John's boss. <laughs> no, not really.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, your wife wasn't in this particular meeting, but John. I did I did not show up to my one o'clock until one ten. Okay. So that was pretty bad. Yeah,
0: yeah, 10 minutes.
1: They were all kinda, I've seen people more. When, when I joined the Zoom meeting, they were all just sitting there silently. No. <laughs> yeah. Were you supposed to yeah. lead the
0: meeting or something?
1: I mean, not lead, but I was integral. Let's just say that.
0: Okay. So it was like technology <laughs> meeting? It was. Okay.
1: It wasn't great that I was late.
0: Did anybody- Was Lori supposed to be a part of that meeting? Nope. Oh. Nobody texted you to say, hey, where are you? Someone did text Wait, me. Wait, side note. Someone, you're bad. Someone
1: emailed me. And, oh. And email, emails better. as everyone knows, yeah. is the great way to get a hold of me. That's true. I don't know why that is. I think it's just because I don't have my phone. My phone is not attached to my hand like it is for most people. Yeah. And so because of that, um, I get emails much quicker than texts yeah. and calls, generally speaking. Because you're sitting so,
0: at your desktop for a majority of the time. Exactly. Day. That makes sense. Yeah. So what are the ways you make it through a tough business day, John? Crying. Okay. At at one eleven, he starts crying. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. That's, okay.
1: That's basically it. No, I I uh, don't generally get stressed. Yeah, you just, you aren't. I'm just not um, a stress oriented person, mm-hmm. and so it's usually not hard to get through the day. Like I'll today throughout the day, many times today. I had a feeling of man this day is not going well. Yeah. I am I'm not having a good day. Yeah. But then when I get home, the second I get home, I won't even think about That's work. really cool. And that's okay, but sometimes you need to think about work and I have to I have to like send myself a calendar invite to remember to think about work at home. Oh, that sounds sometimes a lot. that's exhausting. <laughs> because because it's like I don't think about it at all and there's things I need to do. You yeah. know what I mean? So
0: Whenever Lori has to remember something she texts it to me. Oh. So I will have random nice. texts that'll be like 947262 4747 and I'm like I don't know what that means
1: but you know you know what it is but at this point in our relationship I'm just like that's
0: Lori taking notes she emails herself and she texts me that's how she remembers things so I'm so then I'll write back like I love you too bye and it's like
1: does she ever respond to those
0: yeah she'll be like "Uh uh-huh thanks bye like no no, she'll say that she loves me John this is how I make it through a tough business day I go for walks okay I do that's when nice. I was a teacher, I walked everywhere because that's all you do as a teacher. You don't sit down. Teachers that sit at desks do not understand that. Yeah. But as a teacher, I was walking everywhere. And then when I got a desk job, I didn't walk anywhere. And so now I make time during the day to go and walk wherever I am. That's It's nice. very cold right now, though, so it, it's hard to go walk outside. You don't
1: have a super—I am apologize that's for okay. what I'm about to say.
0: Eh, well, you know. But— I offend you on like an hourly basis.
1: Your neighborhood that you work in yeah. is really not great. It's pretty Safety? dirty. Oh, and okay. Gross. Yeah. Like I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not, Yeah, I definitely wasn't thinking about danger. No, it's totally I, safe. I used to. I used to that. live around that neighborhood. Right. I'm right. just saying. I'm just saying. It's just really kind of gross and grimy. There's and like, nothing pretty to look at. There is nothing pretty. So for about eight blocks okay but here's the thing and if, when you, it's, <laughs> if you if you walk those eight blocks though it's awesome
0: no here's the thing john <laughs> i have on several occasions this might be too much information i'm gonna say it i have on several occasions for my lunch half hour like and this is when it's nice outside yeah have driven eight blocks oh, okay okay got out of the car yeah took off my shirt started walking oh wow yeah because i like oh, the sun okay that might be a lot of information. yeah no that's gross but like who's this person Keep walking your shirt again? on nobody no, wants to see i that. never wear a shirt in the summer <laughs> Never wear a shirt in the summer. Walk, walk for t- walk for ten minutes. Go back, put my shirt on, and go back to work.
1: Man, bodies are gross. Well, sure, you should of course, keep them covered, of
0: course. <laughs> but I like the heat. Okay, you don't like the heat, do you? Um, that's why you wear shorts all the time. So I don't like. Man, the heat. bodies are gross. <laughs> sorry,
1: that was a delayed reaction. I'm sorry, it is really I- funny <laughs> Uh no but uh yeah no I don't really like heat I I would rather stay out of the sun like mm-hmm. I because of my aforementioned in my wife's podcast my dermographism that I oh, used to that's have right. that went away at two thousand nine yeah there was an after effect, and that is I am incredibly sensitive to the sun oh I think it'd be so right. I'll like break out if um if I'm in the sun very long so yeah no I like to s- I'm kind of like a vampire a little bit really yeah. I'm, John just, I just covered his I head. Just, I just covered my head from the sun.
0: <laughs> In our studio. <laughs> so if we went to Disney World at Animal Kingdom, you'd have to cover your head.
1: I would just wear the
0: appropriate attire. Wasn't that a really good segue? It was. That was, that was amazing. So today we're talking about Animal Kingdom. Yes, Disney! Oh, look, look, John, <laughs> thank you for your patience and your yeah. understanding. Yeah. I love Scott Nash. Scott Nash is a great guy, and he is back for the fourth
1: time. That's too many. Yeah. He's going to have to get cut off.
0: Sorry, Scott. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for being a great guest. It was nice to see you. Go drink your water. Oh, water. All right. Enjoy the show, friends. Hey there, best friend Scott Nash. Welcome back to your fourth appearance on Lost and Lists. What's going on, buddy?
2: Not much. Glad to be back for the fourth time.
0: Oh no, Scott's back. What
1: does that mean? Oh my
0: goodness. When you wish upon a star. It's a Disney episode today. So excited. Scott, as our resident Disney expert, thank you so much for being back here on this episode for the fourth time. Tell the audience what we're talking about today and uh, why we're talking about it.
2: Today we're talking about the fourth part, Animal Kingdom. So we're going to talk about our must-do attractions, whether they're rides or shows or uh, character meet-and-greets or restaurants or whatever they may be, our top four things, our top five things about the fourth park, Animal Kingdom.
0: And we're talking about a fourth because it is the fourth park. It's the one that is the most recently developed and we've uh, gone through the parks in order. Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and now we are at Animal Kingdom. In a mini list right now, where do you rank Animal Kingdom in your four parks? Like first, second, third, fourth?
2: I'd go with fourth.
0: Yeah, can I tell you, as I was putting together my list, it might be my third or my fourth. I don't really necessarily know. I definitely uh, love Magic Kingdom the most, but... But I think that when you hear my list today, you'll kind of think to yourself, it probably is my fourth off of what I've listed.
1: It's number one for me.
0: It is, John. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't been.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: I've never been. But do you like animals? I
1: do like animals. Then this
0: is your park.
1: I think it would be John's
2: number two. I think he would like uh, Hollywood Studios better because of Star Wars Land. But I think he'd like Avatar Land and the animals. So I think it would be second for John.
0: Yeah, I think you. Th- I think Pandora would be pretty cool in your world, John.
2: We're gonna take that. John one day, and he's gonna have such a good time, and he's gonna like. It's gonna be so magical for you and I, Dan, when we see John. Yeah. Tear up with the emotion of finally being there and happy, and he's just gonna. It's just gonna catch him off guard. It's gonna be great.
1: That that would be amazing.
0: So I'll buy him his pair of Mickey ears. What are you going to get him?
2: Oh,
1: water, water, water for <laughs> sure, water. <laughs> Whoa, that I is, hear that's like one of the best snacks it, there. It is <laughs> Top five. It is a great treat. Uh, no, <laughs> now, top five. Scott,
0: as you know, we get an update on how our guest is doing, something new that might be going on since the last time we talked to you, and I'll have a special quick top five list, or top three list, however many you can list, for you in just a minute. So, how are you doing? What's new since we've talked to you?
2: Well, since I've um, appeared the most on the show, I need to be closer to the show, so I've now bought a house in Wisconsin, and we're going to move, so what? the next time- the next time we record, it should be in person, because, you know, since I've been here four times out of forty shows, I've got to I've got to come back and, you know, you'll be closer yeah. to the show. So
0: Yeah, that's impressive. I don't do math. That's 10% of our episodes, right?
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Well, we are excited for you to actually uh, get here to Wisconsin. That'll be a blast and yeah. have you in studio.
2: I forwarded now, the show s- to my mom last time and I was like, hey, I'm on my <laughs> I'm on Dan's podcast. Do you remember Dan? You've met Dan before. And she responded with well, that was nice of you and Dan to record this to send to me. So she thought it was like a private show just for
0: Oh, her. that's amazing. Like a private show. That's amazing. Your mom is super fantastic. Um okay, Scott, are you ready for your top three or top five list for the topic I'm gonna give you?
2: Right. It's the part I dread the most of the podcast because I end up making no, a fool of myself. But let's go. This
0: this one's gonna be okay. I want your top movie properties owned by disney that are underrepresented in the park so if you could have like an attraction or something built around a specific movie or a specific property by disney what would you have or what are those properties that you would have like developed whether it's a ride or a restaurant or anything like that what do you think
2: so can they have any representation at disney or they have to be like no representation at all
0: no, they can have somewhat of a representation already, but you want, like, more of a representation. Or if they have no representation, what would you have that okay. needs representation?
2: Okay, so Muppets is going to be first for me because the Muppets... Yes. They have some Muppet stuff, but I think we mentioned last time on Hollywood Studios, they need to have more Muppets. It's so underutilized. Agreed. The, uh, s- the second one, uh, I find it... Like, one of my favorite my favorite princess movie, like you talk about the Disney princess movies, is Princess and the Frog, so Tiana, right? Yeah. The fact that Disney doesn't have a Tiana's Place restaurant on property is mind-boggling. They, yeah. At Disney Springs, they have a ship that looks just like the wood in the movie, but it's something, it's something else. It's like the paddle wheel or something. It's like, why are you not right. theming that? You'd print Paddlefish. money off of it. So it really needs to be represented. Or...
0: Like have it at one of the New Orleans resorts. You know what I mean. Yeah. like that would make sense to have it there. Totally. Yeah,
2: they're so missing out. Uh, the other one is an odd. It kind of flows into what we're talking about today. It could be a, such an easy tie-in, and I feel like they miss it. Is they own National Geographic Channel now? That's a that's a Disney yeah. property on Disney Plus. Yeah. They should have a, things related to that at Animal Kingdom lot or Animal Kingdom, the Lodge or the the park. Sure. Those both should be there. The fourth one for me that I feel is really really underrated, and it's another one of the best. Because <clears throat> I think it's a really good movie that gets underutilized is Wally. There's no Wally anything yeah. at the park, and WALL-E, yeah. thats such a good movie—and it's you could have a really cool attraction based around Wally. So mm-hmm. I feel that's another one that's underutilized. And then fifth for me, rounding out the top, the top five there, um, and this one will seem like how could that be underrated, underutilized? Because they have some, but really they don't have a lot of Marvel at Disney World. And I understand that's partially oh, yeah. because Disney, uh, Universal has the rights to it, so they can't have a lot, yeah. but they're getting it open Guardians of the Galaxy. But there's really not a lot of Marvel for them owning that property compared to their other properties they own.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Guardians of the Galaxy is really going to be the only thing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, so far, yeah. So it's, oh. there's some other stuff they could put in there that it's kind of like, why don't you have Marvel? Because they own that. And, yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah,
0: that'll explode eventually, I'm sure. They'll just have to
2: I'll regret saying that one day, I'm sure. But yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> right now, see
0: for, <laughs> see for me, I always loved Robin Hood as a kid, and so I wish that there was something Robin Hood related there. But again, it was in the 1970s, and I don't know. You don't really have a lot of, I guess, people that are like, hey, clamoring for that. I also love the movie Zootopia. I wish that there was some sort of Zootopia something somewhere. Um, but it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle to a lot of the other more popular things. So. I think
1: they need more Swiss Family Robinson stuff. <laughs> Yeah, they only have that one huge tree. They only have. That I one want a tree. whole island. I want like a moat with tigers in it, and I want to like have ostrich places. You can ride the ostriches. Should- that would be incredible. <laughs> that would be actually really cool.
0: Yeah, they just should have their own they? park, right, John? Yeah, <laughs> right. Should they get rid of Tom Sawyer Island and make it a Swiss Family Robinson Ooh, Island? Absolutely. I mean,
2: John it's thinks true, they should get rid of the Tom castle family. and make it the Swiss Family Robinson Fort, but that's a different story. So that would, Absolutely. It feels that very accurate. will not go
0: over well. There's a lot of movies that start with that castle on the screen.
2: Right. So Zootopia is interesting because they actually are building a Zootopia area at Shanghai Disney.
0: Oh, let's go to China. All right, that'll be our next trip. Um, it won't be our next trip. Okay, Scott, do you have a list
2: for me? I do. So, when you go to Disney, you, you go through a range of emotions. What's the top five emotions that you go through at Disney?
0: Like the actual feelings, or maybe like, like, um, like a situation where the emotion was expressed like do like what are you looking for
2: like you know i go to disney and i feel a lot of times it's like a happy relieved you know like i'm like oh, i'm here it's it's or i'm happy and there's sentiment so what are the top five emotions that you feel while you're at disney like the
0: okay that sense so like of wonder
2: the, or could be one you know yeah
0: so like getting to the hotel that is that sense of like ah, just like, okay, calm because we're there and we have our place and like stuff is settled in there. Okay. So there's that calm. Um, there is the emotion of annoyance when I'm like, why are we not moving fast enough? The bus is going to leave. We could get on this bus for the very first day of Disney. Now that eventually will go away. Um, but like usually the first day I'm like, all right, People, we're moving. We need to get on this bus quicker. So there's annoyance. Uh, There's just absolute glee and joy walking into any park for the first time on that trip. Like it's like it doesn't like second time or third time, maybe not as much. But the first time we walk into a park every single time on the trip, there is that just excitement and that glee. Um, Is exhaustion an emotion? Because I definitely (laughs) hit (laughs) some days where I am ready to just curl up on a bench and go to sleep. But what's funny about this is that I am the one that's usually like, go, 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 go. Lori though, will not take a break. Like I said to her, what if we like have one day where like we take Ben back to the hotel room, we let him sleep for a little bit. And she's like, no, 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 no. We paid for this. We are here all day. We are making it happen. We will figure out a way for him to sleep. And I'm like, oh okay, we'll figure it. okay <laughs> I'm not gonna mess with that and then just probably the sheer sadness of leaving like that last day I'm I don't feel like oh, it's good to get home after vacation. I'm like, no, I need to be here longer so I guess those would be my five yeah,
2: makes sense nothing beats that first day at the park when you get when you walk yeah. down main street for the first time that like that just excitement and like anticipation
0: yeah. Yeah, like I have that when I like smell the the food and I want to go get an ice cream sandwich from um, the the ice cream shop on the corner and then a Casey's hot dog on the other corner right across the little main street from each other. Um, That's where I'm in my pure delight. All right, Scott, we're going to take a quick break and then we will come back with our list. top five must-do's at animal kingdom how did you come up with your list and after you explain it tell us what your number five is
2: so I chose the five that I try to get to ride every time um, oh with the exception of one of them on my list I absolutely love it's one of the greatest rides ever but I can't ride it every time because sometimes it like if I ride it too much it messes with my like equilibrium it like I' just it just it's a little overwhelming, okay. sometimes. yeah. So okay. I love it, but I'll share more about it. When I get there. It's one of those that I love it. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Anyone that goes to the park should ride it. But at the same time, it does give my uh, throws me off a little bit on my equilibrium. But I love it, Isn't and I'll still do it. Is Animal
1: Kingdom like pretty new? Like it?
0: I feel like it's relatively just opened. Re- well. Not just open, Scott. What year did Animal Kingdom? I mean,
2: open? it's older than all your kids, John.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's more than twenty years old. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean it's it still feels very new, obviously compared to maybe the other parks per se. And I, I, I mean the they just added Pandora not too long ago, a couple years ago, so that has a new aspect to it as well. Um, I, like we mentioned earlier, it's not my favorite park. Like there are some things, and you'll see from my list, Scott, that like I could probably do. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I could probably do a half a day at Animal Kingdom and might be okay. But here's what I recognized is when I went through and I pulled up the Animal Kingdom Park. When I pulled up the Animal Kingdom Park map, I realized that there are so many things I actually have never done. And I don't know how I've missed them. I know that Lori has done more and her parents have done more of these things. But there were so many things that that I was like, how have I never done this? I'm not quite sure why. So I'm wondering if any of the things that are on your list are things that I've never done before. Um, Because I would say pretty much every other park I've done all the major things except for maybe Animal Kingdom.
2: Yeah, it becomes one of those, to answer John's first question, it opened in 1998. Uh, So it's been around for a while. It's actually interesting if you think about Disney World opening in 71, Epcot in 83, Studios in 89, this one in 98, and now there's been this, you know, 23-year gap and nothing in sight of another park being open. Um, The other problem with Animal Kingdom is what it was envisioned as, I think we talked about this on another show, it was envisioned originally as a to have like dinosaur sections so, like prehistoric animals and then actual current animals and then mythical animals and they never did the mythical part. So they really like mm-hmm. they kind of just left it sort of empty and for a long time until they built that avatar land.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to tell you that my five, because you just mentioned rides. I, you're gonna, My list is definitely very, very different, I think, from your list. But we'll see how it goes. Start us off. What is your number five uh, attraction that you have or restaurant or experience that you have at Animal Kingdom?
2: So my number five is Dinosaur. So it's the ride oh, nice. where you go and you are on a a jeep, and you're making this escape before the comet hits Earth and destroys the dinosaurs. But there's all these dinosaurs that are loose, and it's animatronic dinosaurs. They're not real dinosaurs, John. They're animatronic. They're pretend. So when you go, don't be disappointed that they're not real. <laughs> okay. They're pretend. Okay. But they're animatronic dinosaurs, and you're, and the ride vehicle system's really cool because you're on something with wheels going through the turns and stuff, but then it also has hydraulics moving you around, so you feel like you're moving and, and bumps. It's a fun ride. It's
0: Yeah, it's definitely a fun ride. The first time I rode it was at my most recent second visit. Lori and I went in 2016, and and it wasn't open in 2016. They were doing some sort of repairs or something, and we didn't get a chance to ride it. And then when we rode it again in 2018, I I think we probably rode it a couple of times because it was one that we really, really enjoyed a lot. It's just a fun ride. I'm with you on that one. I support Dinosaur. That's cool. Yeah. Um... My number five is a restaurant, okay? Um, And actually, out of all of my lists from all these Disney episodes, I think if I go back and remember, this might be the only quick service restaurant that I am putting on a top five list, which... Audience, if you don't know what a quick service restaurant is, it's 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 kind of like a typical like if you want to consider it like a fast food type of restaurant, except that the food is usually much better than if you were to have regular fast food out in the world. But um, you don't need a reservation for quick service restaurants. You just go up, you order, you're good to go, and you get to eat. But Flame Tree Barbecue, I think, is one of the best quick service restaurants on all of the Magic or not Magic Kingdom, all of the Disney properties in, in Orlando, Florida. Flame Tree Barbecue is. Banging good food. Scott, have you had it?
2: Uh, Yes, I have. They have amazing barbecue. Their uh, Coca-Cola pulled pork is delicious. So Um, good. So good. The mac and cheese, also amazing. Yes. Yes.
0: It is is the only quick service. Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's the only quick service. But, like, if I'm going to Animal Kingdom... It is a must-do for me to eat at Flame Tree Barbecue at some point. Do I need it every single time I go to the park? No, not necessarily. But if I'm there for a day, um, I I have to dive into Flame Tree Barbecue. Not too expensive, uh, and then when you go to sit outside and you eat, like there's like birds and other foul creatures that walk right by and are there. It's kind of cool. Now, I am afraid of birds, like deathly afraid of birds, but it is kind of fun that like, you know, these these birds are there. Not like, look, like they're like tropical birds, not like pigeons. I need to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in Central Park in New York City or something like that.
2: The restaurant's also when you because you eat outside, it is deceptively large. There's all those little tiers yeah. you can walk to to eat and like you said, there are the there are the tropical birds and they don't, you know, like you eat it somewhere outside and there's birds. A lot of times the birds are constantly bugging you for their food. They don't yeah, do yeah. that there. They're not, like, harassing you for your food. Yeah, these
0: are nice birds.
2: It's like Disney feeds the birds regularly, so they don't <coughs> have to bug you for food.
0: Yeah, tuppence a bag. Thanks, Mary Poppins. Okay, what's your number four? Keep us going at Animal Kingdom.
2: So my next one is the one that I was talking about that I, that I really like. It, it might be the most technically impressive ride I've ever ridden in my entire life. But at the same time, I don't ride it every time because, a, it, if I I can't ride it back to back or multiple times in a day because it just like messes with my I have like a touch of motion sickness sometimes. But it's yes. flight of passage. It's Avatar flight of passage.
0: Yes. It is
2: absolutely the most technical, stunning ride. You know, we talk about soren on our pod on the podcast about Epcot, right. which is amazing. But this is even more amazing because instead of being dangled, you actually like are riding a banshee you know from the movie avatar which i'm not a big fan of the movie avatar sorry john i know know you like that movie but it it is such a cool experience that's a great movie oh Oh, i thought you liked that
1: no no i i thought it was um going to the movie and seeing it in 3d Uh was one of the better movie experiences i've ever had like in the theater okay but then as soon as i got out of the theater i was like i'm never gonna have this at home like i'm never gonna buy it yeah like it was just like you know, dances with wolves on another planet. (laughs) And, and it was, it was to me, the movie was kind of ridiculous, but the visuals of the movie were incredible. And the 3d was incredible. And I'm looking forward to the next one
2: because of that.
1: That's the ride.
2: So the ride gives you that experience without the convoluted insane plot. The ride gives you that experience of that technical and that visual thing of like, you're riding one of those banshees and, and, you know, yeah. you can feel it vibrating and stuff like you're actually on it and you're flying around and it's it's super impressive and the pre-show is really good. The problem with that ride is it just messes with me for motion sickness because anytime I'm watching those 3D oh, movies sure. and moving and, you know, it just it messes with me. So it's one of those I'll ride once each trip, but not yeah. twice.
0: <laughs> so I... Really do like Flight of Passage as well. And I completely agree with you on that. I remember when I got on the Banshee. And the screen lifted up. Or however it first displays itself. My breath was taking away. I seriously like. Like I was amazed at how real and like vivid. And and, like crisp and clear that technology was. So much so though. That halfway through the ride I closed my eyes. Because I could not handle it I was getting sick at one point your Banshee does a a flip and I was like whoa okay it felt so so real and a couple times during the ride and I know this completely takes you out of it but I like to do this I would turn and look at the people around me and I know this is weird but the reactions on people's faces to the ride was almost as entertaining as some of the ride itself, because you could see people like with their eyes open and smiling and laughing, and like it was really kind of cool to be able to see those people's reactions. I'll tell you, Flight of Passage was like six or seven on my list. It didn't make top five for the exact reason that you said it gets me sick when I ride it.
2: It's though if we were making a list of most technical impressive rides oh. at Disney World. It would be number one. It is just it's amazing. It is incredibly well done. But it, like I said, it does mess with me. And it's funny, we're talking about it feels like riding a Banshee. I've never actually ridden one, but, you know, <laughs> so I don't know if you have, but I personally have to be honest here and, and admit to the to the listeners that I've actually never ridden a Banshee. So you may have, but so I've, it seems what it would feel like, though.
0: I've taken Banshee riding up as a hobby during COVID, so I'm a little bit more familiar with it. You know. That makes sense. <laughs> My number four is uh, there's a little bit of a story that goes along with my number four. So when Lori and I were preparing to go to Disney, our first time in most recent years, 2016, she was talking about the Fast Passes and kind of explaining everything about Fast Passes. And I was like, you know, trying to understand it. And she said that she booked Fast Passes to see a character. And I said, I don't understand that. Why would you book Fast Passes to not ride a ride or not go see a show? But I see- don't understand Fast Passes. Okay.
1: Fast Passes. Are they a limited number or do you pay extra for them
0: or what? You get three Fast Passes per park, like the day that you go to the park, after you use your three. And Fast Passes get you on things quicker. You don't have to wait so long. Yeah, so I, ga- ride- I gathered that much. Okay, so from context, you've got that good. Okay. Okay. So, after you use your three, you then get to book additional ones for each person after they use them. So, like, you can use a ton of Fast Passes. Now, sometimes the Fast Passes are for rides and attractions that are really, really worth it, like Flight of Passage or maybe some of the things that we'll talk about. Sometimes they are not worth it for some rides or some attractions. So, like, for example, Lori, like, wanted to book fast passes to go see characters. You don't have to wait in the one hour character line. You have to wait in the 10 minute character line. And I was like, why do you want to do that? I don't understand that. We're adults. Why do we want to see characters? I don't get this. So the first day that we showed up in 2016, we went to Animal Kingdom as our first park that day. And somehow we got separated. I don't know. I, I was maybe going to go do something and she was going to go do something with her parents, but we separated. And as I was walking to the attraction I was going to, all of a sudden, Uh, Doug and Russell from Up were walking by. I immediately, I don't know what happened to me. Something came over me. (laughs) I immediately stopped where I was going and followed them. Like I was transfixed. Followed them to the line and waited to go see Doug and Russell. We did not have Benjamin yet. I'm not with my wife who actually would have done that or my in-laws who would have done that. I was me by myself, 30-something grown old man, waiting in line with a bunch of little kids to see Doug and, and Russell. That is my number four. And the reason why is because number one, that holds a special place in my heart. But also they're a really good interaction. Like if I would say you try to go see those two, if you want like fun interaction, fun pictures, we have some really, really fun pictures from seeing Doug and Russell. Um, I mean, is the old, Doug the old man? No, um, no it's Doug the dog, the dog. Oh, and then okay. Russell's the little boy. Um, The only other character meet and greet that I put on any of the lists was going to go see Gaston at Magic Kingdom. And now I'm putting this one right here on my list for Animal Kingdom. And it's Doug and Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Did you not see Uh, Mr. Fredrickson?
2: Was he not there? Because he's also available. They have him sometimes, too. Is he?
0: I've never seen him. And he's got the tennis
2: balls on uh, on his walker. No. Yeah. So we were there one night, and they were all three... They're interacting, and he took his tennis ball off of his walker and threw it, and Doug chased it. It was hysterical. It was. Oh it was my priceless. goodness.
0: I need Mr. F- his name is Mr. Fredrickson. How did I not know that? Carl Fredrickson. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, That's bad. Are we going fans. to South America, Mr. Also, Fredrickson?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, Animal Kingdom will have random other, other, uh, uh, which I'm gonna call it, like characters that you won't see at other places as all. Oh uh, well, like Pocahontas, Tarzan. I think we saw Flick one time. Is it Flick from. Flick, from, yeah. Uh, uh, What's it called? Bugs My wife, Jenny, got uh,
2: so excited one time when we were there because they had Scrooge McDuck and Launchpad McQuack from DuckTales. I've got some like, good pictures of that, too. She was so happy. She was like, we've got to wait in line to see this. And it's like, we have fast passes for, like, Flight of Passage or something better. And she's like, nope, we're going to do this. I'm like,
0: okay. No, I fully support Jenny on that because I did make Lori do the exact same thing. We waited for Scrooge and we waited for Launchpad. It was a blast. Awesome. What's your number three?
2: Number three for me. Uh, you were talking about Flick. Number three is Tough to Be a Bug. So oh. it's a 3D attraction. It's a, a movie where you watch you know, the t- Tough to Be a Bug show. Um, but it's in the Tree of Life. So for those not familiar with Animal Kingdom, the Tree of Life is the park's icon right in the center when you walk in the park. And it's this giant... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my microphone broke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my uh,
2: ghetto mic broke. Let's drag in. <laughs> That
1: is amazing.
2: All right, I'm going to go back to the Tree of Life part. Go for it. The Tree of Life, for those of you who have not been to the park, is the iconic imagery right when you walk in the park. You go in, and there's this giant tree, and it's a fake tree, but in the tree they have all these carvings of animals. I don't know how many, but hundreds of carvings of animals. It's just super well done. And at night the tree lights up. The different animals light up and do things. But inside of that tree is a ride called Tough to be a Bug. and It's not really a ride. I guess it's a show. But it's a 3D show, and it's it has how tough it is to be a bug, and how much you need to be a bug, you know. And it has little extra effects to make it 4D, like the little stingers that stick you from behind. And there's that part that the stink bug, and you gotta like close your nose before the stink bug shoots off, because it makes that gross smell in the room. So you gotta like time it, and if you know when the like the stinger is gonna sting your back, you kind of like scoot forward so you didn't get you. But that ride is so much fun, and it has such a good message about how important insects are to our life without them you know like the bugs say at the end of the song without us you'd be wallowing in your own waste so it's a great it's a great message and a great little fun attraction
0: i'm going to tell you a sad story i've never seen that that show what Can you believe that i haven't that is one that i missed and somehow i don't know how i missed it but i've never seen it
2: that is on the you have to do that this next time you take a trip there
0: Okay, sounds good. Next time I take a trip there. Yeah. I'm still
2: not going to go see Frozen Sing Along next time I go, but you should see Tough to be a bug.
0: Well, there's better reasons to go probably see Tough to be a bug than Frozen Sing Along, so I'll I'll get away with
2: that. I'm a 40 year old adult male. I don't, yeah, Frozen Sing Along (laughs) would be awkward for me.
0: Okay. My number three is another restaurant. (laughs) Apparently, all I want to do at Animal Kingdom is eat food the entire time. I'm gonna, I, I, I bet, Scott, you can guess what it is. What, is. what is my number three restaurant?
2: I honestly have no idea. I don't, I don't know what really? you're going to say
0: here. No. What do you think is the best restaurant at Animal Kingdom?
2: Flame Free Barbecue would be my
0: choice. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. no. Unless I, you're going I, I, fancy
2: like Tiffin's or something. I mean, are you going like high-end no, fancy?
0: I'm no, I'm not that fancy, but I am going for a reservation, and that is Tusker House Restaurant oh, is my yeah. number three. So Tusker House is in the africa pavilion of animal kingdom and it is delicious so so good such good food especially food that is a buffet because a lot of times the buffet you're gonna get your like typical food like you go to crystal palace at magic kingdom or you go to that uh, uh park fair place at uh what's that place called
2: grand floridian
0: Thank you, Grand Floridian. And, like, I just feel like that that food is just okay. But the Tusker House Buffet is delicious. You go when breakfast ends and lunch begins so you can eat both types of food. And, you know, when we're not in a COVID pandemic and you get to have a meet and greet with characters, they have Donald, they have Goofy, they have Mickey, they have Minnie. And is it Daisy? Yeah, it's Daisy. And they're dressed, like, in, like, safari gear. And they come around, and they take pictures, and it's adorable, and the food is great, and they serve really good juice. (laughs) I love this restaurant so much. We have so many fun, good pictures uh, of Tusker House, and um, unfortunately, it's not open right now. So whenever the next time is I take a trip, I will uh, hopefully have it open again to be able to uh, see it. Like the
1: next time you take a trip, it's going to be open? No,
0: it's not going to be open the next time I take a trip.
2: (laughs) We don't know time when it's opening. He plans. might be. They may open tomorrow. You just never know. But oh, I
0: hope they open tomorrow. It's currently
2: closed. Uh, so are you uh, a Tusker
0: House fan, Scott? We've
2: been to Tusker House a handful of times. Yeah, it's a it's a good. It's one of the better character buffet meals. Uh, it is. It is. It's really it's good. The juice you're talking about, I believe you're talking about the Pog, the passion orange, passion orange guava juice. Yeah.
0: I know it's served at other places, but I really like it there the most.
2: It is. It is so addicting. That is. That is so good. Yeah. The, the Pog juice, we. My family loves that. If we're on Disney cruise, we'll have it. When we're actually in Hawaii, we we have it. Yeah. It's, they serve it at the Polynesian uh, Resort there at Disney as well. Um, yeah, Tusker House is fun. I like how the characters... Goofy's outfit always kind of baffles me, though, because he's got... The rest of them have, like, the safari hats, but he's got, like, the giant... Like, it looks like they borrowed it from a chef's hat from an old restaurant and kind of, like, taped it together. Yes, yes. But, yeah, the, and they, that's a good one, too, because unlike some of the other character meals, the characters really give good interactions there. They do. They seem to <laughs> take it's more much time better. with they you. Spend
0: more time with you, exactly. I don't know why you can get that at some places and then other places you can't. I'm not sure, um, but definitely that one is uh, by far one of the best. So, that whole uh, little that area is my there, in that second af- restaurant on the list. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that whole Africa area there really feels like it, you've been transported to an African village, right? I mean, yeah. minus people wearing Mickey ears everywhere, but well, it really true. does feel like you've you've been. Like, like they've really done the research. I don't know if you ever saw um, the Disney Imagineer, the story about Joe Rohde, the guy that just retired, that Damn. actually designed that park. They spent months in in Africa taking pictures and getting inspiration for what the park will look like in that section. And they did a really good job in yeah.
0: that. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely a fun area to hang out in. There are um, musicians that play there. Sometimes they have dancers that come out and do a show. My wife loves the shopping in the African area. In fact, before I came here tonight, I said, Lori, what's part of your top five? And she said, shopping in the Africa area. So, because um, she loves to shop. But yeah, no, it is it is a great, great uh, part of the park. So, uh, I agree. Tusker House. Number two, Scott.
2: Don't you need to take a break? Did you forget the break?
0: Do we
1: need another break, No. John? John says no break. I'll no break. break, okay. Uh, no, I'll give you a break. You,
2: well, I, we don't need break. a break. It's just a lot of times John makes us have breaks and gets mad at us. So yeah. we're we're moving on,
0: <laughs> though. So. No, I hate when uh, John's mad at no, us. No,
1: I, I love breaks. Okay, so for our, for our break, it's a trivia question. Oh, okay. Top five parks by attendance in the U.S.
0: Did you just look that up?
1: I have it right here. Oh, I have the list. No, he's got it memorized. Top, <laughs> top five theme parks. Top five theme parks in the U.S. I guess that would be stupid. Magic Kingdom would be
2: number one is my guess. Epcot, probably two. Uh, Universal Studios might be three. I I would imagine all four Disney parks are in the top five, and then probably a Universal.
0: What about Disneyland in California? That's what I was wondering. I was also wondering um, the magical world of Harry Potter.
2: That's at at Universal is why I suggested that
0: one.
1: Okay. Okay. You guys got it, basically.
0: Okay, what are they?
1: The four Disney parks. Oh. And then Disneyland is number two. Magic Kingdom is number one. Okay, that makes sense. Universal Studios is number six. Yeah. So it's not in the top five. So what do you guys think the last three Disney parks are in order from three and four, three, four, five? I would say, I'm going to say Epcot, Animal Kingdom Studios.
0: I'll agree with Scott.
1: Okay. It is Animal Kingdom, Epcot, then Um, Hollywood studios.
0: Hmm. I feel like that's going to change with Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, maybe.
2: Okay, on to number two.
0: What's your number two, Scott?
2: My number two is Kilimanjaro Safaris. That is so fun. And for those of you who don't know, you board a, a Jeep, basically, and they take you out in... A safari. Now, obviously, it's a controlled environment because it's Disney and it's a zoo. But they do pretend that you're on this safari and you're seeing animals, and it's different every time you ride it because you see. Yes. Sometimes you don't see a lot of animals. Other times you have an amazing experience, and animals will stand right in front of the jeep, and the ride just kind of stops for a second because the driver has to stop because it's bad publicity for Disney to run over a giraffe. So <laughs> they'll just stop and let the giraffe kind of hang out there. Um, it is so neat because it it feels like. You know, you're going through instead of being at a zoo where you're seeing animals behind a cage, you're there with the animals. And the way they hide so like some of the animals like the giraffes and the zebras and the ones that aren't dangerous, they just kind of roam around. But then they create barriers for the more dangerous animals, but you can't really tell that they're barriers. They're they hide the way they have like a spacing in between for the lions, you know, so the lion can't jump over. Again, probably bad publicity for Disney if a lion were to attack a, <laughs> a, a tourist. But It's just so cool because you're going around and you're seeing it. And I always try to tell people to go see it in the morning when the park first opens Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. right in the evening, right before dark, about an hour before dark. And it seems like the best time for the animals to be out there.
0: It is typically the very first thing that we do at Animal Kingdom because people have said that, get your fast pass as early as you can for Kilimanjaro Safaris and then just get over there to get on that ride.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That seems to work really well. We were on it one time and the driver was driving and turned the corner and this this uh rhino kind of like walked right out in front of us and the driver like slams on the brakes and the driver was like oh my gosh oh my gosh i'm so sorry it was like it was it was wild it was like wow we're we're all getting pictures of it and stuff but
0: so the first time i wrote it i didn't know what i was expecting i'll tell you what was in my brain was jungle cruise was in my brain from Magic Kingdom. And Jungle Cruise is on a track. The skipper really isn't doing anything. You know, it's 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 just them telling jokes. Whereas, the driver in Kilimanjaro Safaris is legitimately driving this gigantic truck bus and essentially has, you know, your life in his hands. <laughs> and like, those drivers know they're, they've got their knowledge of the animals. They are always on the lookout for them. I mean, it is a legitimate... Great ride for um, not only just to learn a lot, but just to experience a lot of things. Same thing. We had one situation where, I mean, I couldn't reach out and touch the giraffe, but boy golly, was I pretty close to. It was right there, right next to the truck. And we got some amazing pictures um, from it. And it's long, you know, like it's it's what, maybe at least 20 minutes? I don't know. It's a good, good long truck ride. And uh, it could be longer if you are going to have the opportunity to see an animal longer, or it might be a little bit faster. But um, I'm going to look for the barriers next time. I've never noticed the barriers before.
2: Yeah, they do a really good job. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's, Jungle Cruise was, when they built it, that was Walt's goal back in yeah. the early 60s when they built Disneyland that had Jungle Cruise. His goal was to make it you know, with live animals, and then he realized they didn't have that ability yet, so they made the yeah. fake animals. And then for a long time, it was like it was serious, like obviously not like around the 70s. It changed. But at first it was like a serious ride where it was like, look, there's a snake. But it was obviously like a pretend like in 1960s animatronic version of a snake, which wasn't very good. <laughs> so eventually the Jungle Cruise skippers just started making jokes and having puns. And now that's like that's the most fun of the ride is just having puns. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm totally with you on that. I um, I, I love Kilimanjaro Safaris, uh, but my number two. Is gonna be one that you've already mentioned, and that's dinosaur. I love dinosaur. Now, dinosaur. Correct me if I'm wrong, Scott. In Disneyland, is the Indiana Jones ride? That's <laughs> correct. That is correct. Um, and I, when I was in college, I was at, in, at Disneyland, and I got to go on that Indiana Jones ride. And I remember back then thinking, "Oh, that's a that's an amazing attraction," uh, and not knowing that it was the exact same uh, uh, idea in in uh, dinosaur. Wherever the picture is for that ride, I never remember. I always forget and I'm always legitimately terrified. Like Splash Mountain and other rides, the picture, you know where it's coming. I have had like looks of horror. I've had my fingers up in front of my face before. I get scared every single time the dinosaur comes out and takes my picture. Every well, the dinosaur doesn't take my picture, but the dinosaur pops <laughs> out, and the, <laughs> he's such a tourist, right. and he takes the picture. Um, it just it just it scares me every single time. I think it's a fun ride. I love Felicia Rashad. She is a great <laughs> scientist. Before you get on the ride, if you know the ride, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, but it is it is uh, it's the best part of of Dinoland USA. I think it's a, an amazing attraction.
2: Yeah, it, so you're saying that's the only attraction that you don't ruin other families' photos in because you don't know when is, to do it, like we've talked about before. Because,
0: right, right, because I legitimately can't remember. And that attraction is you get everybody in that picture. You get like 20 people that are in that truck yeah, in that picture uh, that you get to keep forever and ever and ever. Uh, but I don't ruin that because I don't remember that one.
2: <laughs> you mentioned Dino Land, and it's an interesting because... I don't love Dino Land in the park because I feel like I don't understand where the, what they're going for in that one section where it's like, is this a run-down Old State Fair slash Dinosaur exactly. area? Exactly. And then, then they have this ride. that's something completely different on the other side. It's like they, that, you can see a lot of stuff with that park that they had planned and then they just kind of like at the last minute were like, oh, we are way over budget. Let's scrap Mystical Land and let's just throw some, uh, some cheap looking dinosaurs here and call it a fair. <laughs>
0: Look, I hate that there's Triceratops Spin. It is the fourth, uh, spoke and what is it, spoken wheel ride that they have there. Yeah. In, in all of Disney, you know, you've got Astro Orbiter, which is cool because it's up high. You've got Dumbo, which is really nice because it's nostalgic. You've got Magic Carpets of Aladdin, Pfft. and then you also have Triceratops Spin. Pfft. Like it's the fourth one of those. And then that primeval whirl ride, I will throw up. There are so many things in Animal Kingdom that make me sick. That Flight of Passage. Primeval World and one that um, I will talk about probably in our honorable mention section.
2: You are right. That spoken wheel concept. There's almost so many of them. We could make our own top five list of top five spoken <laughs> wheel rides at Disney. Because <laughs> there's actually two. There's two Dumbos. There's two Golden dumbos. dumbos. I guess we could do. So five. we have five. There's five. There's, we can have our own top five of spoken wheel rides, and they're awful. So I uh, they're
0: awful. I I like Dinosaur a lot. I think it's super it's exciting a good one. and super entertaining. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what your number one is. Now I'm really trying to think. Of, well, I have an idea now because it's a big one that we haven't mentioned. What's your number one?
2: Water. Uh, you, well, yeah, water. Right. <laughs> that's, it's not snacks, John. It's right. the now, the gift store. The gift store at this ride at the end does sell water if you're interested, if you're curious. <laughs> no. I mean, they also sell shirts and other things, but they do sell water. Um, my number one is uh, it may be my number one. Attraction in all of Disney World, and it really? is Exhibition oh. Everest. I absolutely love that ride. There it is. Um, we knew
0: that it had to pop up at some point.
2: Yeah, I absolutely. I think it's it's my favorite roller coaster that I that I ride that I've ridden. Um,
0: Ever just, anywhere?
2: Anywhere? Yeah, I'm not a huge upside down thrill ride guy. I mean, I'll ride okay. them, but it's not like my. I don't love them so much. But Exhibition Everest has the element of a thrill roller coaster, but also such a neat. A neat journey. So you go through the line, and yep. so, you know you've got these, you know, the the legend of the the yeti, right? So it's got all these things that looks like people have been climbing the mountain and have left these little trinkets and these things. And then you get on the ride, and it's like the the ride takes you up. And I almost don't want to give the spoiler away because John's never ridden the ride. But there's like a little <laughs> bit of an element. I'm just gonna give it away because if the ride's been open for like 15 years, so at this point it's right. Okay to, and
0: you can watch it on YouTube. Right. <laughs>
2: Skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to hear the spoiler on the ride. So, you know, when you get to the top of the ride and you get to the top of the hill and it times you up and then the track is like completely ripped out. And if you've ever ridden in the front seat, you are really, really, really close to the edge where there's no track and it just goes over. And, you know, you're sitting there and then the bird, you know, makes the ominous noise and then you start rolling backwards and you just start gaining speed rolling backwards. I love to ride that ride with people who've never ridden it before. Like, I rode with my nephew, yeah. and just to watch his like eyes bug out of his head when we started rolling backwards and really picking up speed. And then, you know, the Yeti comes and does his little hand move, you know, the disco Yeti where the lights flash and the Yeti, Yeti kind <laughs> of does his Yeti. thing. And then you zoom down the hill and you really start to feel those G forces through the turns. Just such a fun ride to me. I love it. I think it's so much fun. I think it's so well themed. They took a roller coaster and. They probably spent more on theming than the actual roller coaster.
0: Yeah. It is, um, the cue for that ride is unbelievable when you look at the artifacts and the stories and the pictures of people that have actually climbed Everest. It's an amazing cue. And I agree. It's great when a roller coaster actually tells a story. Like a legit story is being told on that roller coaster. I can only ride it once. A vacation, it makes me sick. It is another thing that makes me sick at Disney. The backwards feeling for me, I don't know what it is. I just can't do it, but I will ride it once, and it is an amazing ride. I I, uh, I appreciate your number one, but uh, I can't put it in my top five because I hate my life after it. A couple
2: years ago, Shelly, my daughter, and Jenny, my wife, it was uh, an evening at Magic Hours there. They rode Everest 11 times consecutively really? back to back oh to back I, I did like six with them and then i was like i got i'm out <laughs>
0: like, i'm
2: done they were 11 wow. times back to back to back off. yeah it that's was wild.
0: amazing there just was nobody in line so there was just nobody like, there, they're there they're that
2: in. evening and it was just it was wild
0: that's pretty cool
2: yeah
0: that's pretty cool well my number one was already mentioned on your list and that's Kilimanjaro Safaris. Okay. I think it's the greatest attraction in all of Animal Kingdom and like you said about Everest, I might even put it up there in like in like any part of Disney World in general because it is an absolute unique attraction that you can't get really anywhere else. And I mean like like you feel like you're really on an African safari. So fun fact, and I never had this opportunity, but a former student of mine, way way back, I mean we're talking like seventeen years ago, whoa, actually, when he graduated from college, or when he graduated from high school, was part of the college program. This was probably after the college program, but was a driver on Kilimanjaro safaris wow, like got to drive the the truck, and of course, like I uh, you know missed him, but I mean it, I mean I think that's you know kind of yeah. fun anyway, that's my story. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. womp, womp. So, I got my list here from DisneyFanatic.com of the 15 things that you do not want to miss in Animal Kingdom. Disney
1: or- Fanatic is my favorite site on the internet. Did you say 15 things? Dis- <laughs> DisneyFanatic.com. I go there every day. Okay. I actually thought you things. ran that site, John. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Let me list for you the 15 things. And this is their order from 15 to 1. And I think we might have a teeny little discussion on our hands. Are you ready? I'm ready. 15 Kilimanjaro Safaris, 14 Maharaja Jungle Trek, 13 Pangini Forest Exploration Trail, 12 Dinosaur, 11 Flights of Wonder, 10 Tam Tam Drummers of Harambe. I can't say it. (laughs) Harambe. Harambe, thank you. 9 Pandora, the world of Avatar eight flights of passage seven hard pass navi river journey six everest five they just called the character greeting four rafiki's planet watch three the zawani traders so that's the store two finding nemo the musical and number one festival of the lion king choose one talk about it scott
2: Ooh, i want to choose two but okay i'll choose one okay um you mentioned, you, you made a sound with Navi, Navi River Journey.
0: Yes, that's the noise I made. Ugh.
2: Yeah, I think that ride is the most overrated ride on the entire property.
0: It is so short to look at nothing.
2: It is. It is the shortest. It's like, it, it has to be less than two minutes of going on a river. And, and you
0: can wait, and you can wait for like two hours to get in this boat for 90 seconds.
2: Yeah, the first time you ride it, you're in line and you're like, oh, this is gonna be really cool. You know, especially if you've ridden Flight of Passage first, and then you ride it and you're like, Are you kidding me? Like <laughs> Right. I, I demand like two hours back.
0: One cool animatronic at the end. Yeah. And I mean for the first time you're like, Oh, the colors are pretty, yeah. And then you realize that literally <laughs> you just rode on water for 90 yeah. seconds. They should just take 100%.
2: that animatronic and just sit it out and let people walk by it when they want instead of waiting in line for two hours.
1: To ride by it, agreed. agreed. There is no ride on the planet that's worth two hours. Flight to of wait. Passage, no way. Everest. John, that you would wait two hours. Possible. You would rate two
2: hours, John, to ride one of the Star Wars rides, Rise of the Resistance. You would rate two no hours
0: way. for Lou Malnati's Pizza.
1: Okay, but <laughs> that's different. In fact, I have waited two hours with you for Lou Malnati's Pizza before. <laughs> you just have to plan ahead for that. Yeah, that's true.
0: I wanted to talk about Festival of the Lion King. We didn't talk about Festival of the Lion King. Do you like Festival of the Lion King?
2: I think it's okay. I've seen Lion King on Broadway, though, so oh, I feel like uh, you know when you see it on Broadway, sure. it's a little bit different. I'm actually stunned that you didn't put. So my family likes to play a game of like, what will Dan pick on the list? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what did not? This make is it. the first one that you didn't pick a musical one. So I really thought for sure you'd have either Festival of the Lion King or Finding Nemo the musical
1: because. Okay. I mean, you've had I the Liberty Square <laughs> Singers, and you've had <laughs> some like. like a, a flower sing along or something. No, I'm gonna
0: tell you why. Okay, listen. The Liberty Square, or whatever they're called, the American singers, I think like technically and from a talent perspective, amazing. No instruments, all a cappella, amazing. Okay, there's that. The
2: frozen sing along know- is literally audience members singing, Dan. <laughs> but listen.
0: <laughs> but listen. I know the songs. I get caught up in the moment. You all make fun of me about it, but the two yes, we actors do. that are the narrators of that are literally 75% of why that show is so fun to go to. And I can participate and I enjoy it. The thing with the Finding Nemo musical, okay, I'll start with that, is that they took Finding Nemo and then they just created songs for Finding Nemo. And Finding Nemo is not a musical. And in my brain, it doesn't work. If I was there... And I knew those songs and I was like, oh, that's right. It's that classic song from Finding Nemo, the musical that I would like embrace it a little bit more. Also, the one time that I saw it, I was horribly exhausted and I did fall asleep for a few minutes in the theater. <laughs> so I don't always have the best connection with Finding Nemo, the musical Lion King was on my short list. And I do think Lion King is ridiculously fun. If you've seen the Broadway musical, I can understand how you're like, okay, these acrobats right now, not compared to the actual Broadway musical, but it's fun. It's fun interaction. I support it.
2: The Lion King one is good. I mean, it's it's good. It's something we'll ride. I have confession to make. I have never even been to the Finding Nemo musical because all the previews of it and all the signs you see, the fact that they're Uh using like, they're obviously humans walking around holding puppets of them fish just does not look appealing to me. So it's just something and I'm with you like but there's 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 no music in finding Nemo that's like this this story. So it seems to be on right. choice.
0: I mean they've they wrote all these songs. It's long. It's like a 45 minute show. I will tell you one cool thing about it is that, like they're dressed as the characters. So whoever's got the Nemo is like kind of in orange and uh I mean the way they make it move is is pretty cool. It's just not my jam because I I don't know the songs. Finding Nemo is not a musical. And I fell asleep on that day. (laughs) So there you go.
2: We thought for sure it would be on your list. We we know you love musicals. No, that's okay. no, it's okay. No, it's okay. We didn't anticipate two restaurants.
0: Right, because apparently when I go to Animal Kingdom, I want to eat. I want to eat in Animal Kingdom because it's delicious for me. But Which you is very awkward because
2: is- you look at these these majestic endangered animals, and the first thing that comes to
0: Dan's mind is let's eat. Yeah, where's the barbecue? But here's the thing. Are you ready? I don't love zoos. This is a whole other issue that we're going to get into. I don't actually really love zoos that much, and. Those are the only two restaurants that I eat at at uh at Animal Kingdom. I haven't eaten I don't think at any other place at Animal Kingdom except for those two restaurants, but I love them so much. What
2: do you have Similar against league. zoos?
0: <laughs> 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 it makes me sad. Zoos make me sad. I do feel How bad How about
1: fairs? Do you like fairs?
0: I like eating at the fairs. Okay, because <laughs> the, the well, the animals at fair. the fairs are going to get eaten and the zoo they're not. <laughs>
1: I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't just feel as bad. <laughs> Except the horses and stuff, they don't yeah. get eaten. But <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, uh, you it, think the, at the Iowa State Fair, you have the 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 huge like um, sheep barn. Yeah, and they you go through and you there's all these different breeds and you can pet them and you can yeah. like interact with them, and then you walk out the exit and there's a huge like sheep product food place. Like, you can eat lamb burgers and, like, kebabs and, like, all this stuff, like, right outside the petting place. It's like picking
2: a lobster at a seafood (laughs) restaurant.
0: Yeah, it is. It is just like that. I I literally don't have a problem with that. (laughs) I think either... You're alive, and you're free, and enjoy it, or you're dead for me to enjoy. I just don't <laughs> like the in-between. Oh, my goodness. I mean, yeah, like, first listen. of all, like, no, I mean, I listening. get if you're talking
2: about, like, Joe Exotic Zoo or something from Tiger King, but if you're talking about, like, if you're talking about, like, a legitimate zoo that's accredited, those are, they treat their animals pretty well, and Disney listen, does a really good job of treating their animals well.
0: Listen, I... they like SeaWorld. <laughs> I've seen Blackfish. It's scary. Listen, I don't know what I'm completely talking about. I'm just telling you about the feelings that I have, which is how we started this podcast, Scott.
2: But it's interesting because your favorite ride is Kilimanjaro Safaris, which are literally animals basically in a zoo. They're not roaming around. Those lions aren't just roaming freely; <laughs> Listen, they're behind cages, Dan. But it feels it
0: feels they're like just a well sunbar, hidden. They're just
2: and they well can hidden go barriers. Wherever they want. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> oh, I look! Mean, that lion's so nice. He lets the zebras walk by. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gosh, could you imagine if that... Never mind. No, I don't want to go down that route. That would be
1: amazing. Yeah, right. This is Kilimanjaro Savari would be my favorite (laughs) ride. If they (laughs) let the lions maul the zebras. This is real (laughs)
0: National Geographic stuff now. (laughs) Scott, thank you so much for being a part of our show today. You make me smile when we talk about Disney. And even though you make fun of me, I appreciate it because it is true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we're looking forward to see you in a couple weeks. Yay! Yeah, yeah.
2: Everybody have fun between now and then. If you get into an adventure between now and then, enjoy it.
0: I hope so, too! Thanks, Scott! Goodbye. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. I know what was on your list of questions. Where is Lost in Lists on the internet? First, Lost in Lists has its own Facebook page and Twitter account. On Facebook, just search us at Lost in Lists. And on Twitter, we are at in Lists. Also, We have our own website, LostInLists.com. Check it out. There's a lot of fun stuff on there. Guess what? Lost in Lists is on just about every major podcast platform. So wherever you listen, please show us some love. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Again, subscribe, rate, and review. Especially if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. If you do, leave us a five-star review and a praiseworthy comment. I mean, only if you want to. It doesn't validate me as a human being or anything. Whatever. Anyway, if you have a podcast topic suggestion or you would like to share some tips and advice, we'll take it. Feel free to email me at dan at lostinlists.com. That's D-A-N at L-O-S-T-I-N-L-I-S-T-S dot com. Anger gives you an opportunity to donate money. So if you want to contribute to Lost in Lists, I'll take it. Look, I'm not too proud to admit it. If not, I'm not offended. Lost in Lists is hosted by me, Dan Konopasik. It's produced and edited by the amazing John Andrus. Thanks again, and you are definitely not lost on my list. Bye!